0: Hey friends, welcome to episode number four. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Andre Tapia. He's the spiritual vice president of Souls West Bible College, a good friend of mine and brother in Christ who has experienced victory through the promises of God. And that's what we're going to talk about today, the promises of God. As you listen, please keep in mind that this podcast contains the uncensored conversations and stories of individuals who are and have overcome sexual addiction. However, each episode is Christ centered and victory focused. Welcome to the Victory Talk Podcast, where we share stories that inspire and practical tips to help you gain the victory over sexual temptation. Hey, brother man! Welcome to the Victory Talk Podcast. It's a blessing to have you on today. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So today I have with me my good friend Andre Tapia. Why don't we introduce you to the podcast universe? Um, just to, you know, kind of what I get want to know about everyone who joins. Just tell us a little about yourself. Who are you? Where you're from? What yeah. do you do now? Mm-hmm. And maybe briefly, how did you meet Christ?
1: Of course. Well, um, like you said, my name is Andre, uh, originally uh, born and raised from Gilroy, California, most southern part of the Bay Area. Um, that's where I'm from, and what I'm currently doing right now is I am going to <clears throat> a Bible college here in Prescott, Arizona. I'm in my first year. Uh, I'm really loving my experience here. Um, just was, uh, by the grace of God, I was nominated to be a uh, spiritual vice Awesome. Spiritual vice president of the school.
0: Awesome. So
1: really excited to see how God's going to use me and grow me in that position. Um, But good question, how I began to know Christ.
0: Yeah, just briefly a little bit of your testimony.
1: Briefly, of course. Well, um, I was born and raised a Christian, but I believe the whole point of me even being in that position is uh, quite powerful. Mm -hmm. My mom immigrated from El Salvador to uh, a small town called Morgan Hill and uh, Coal Porters, um, door-to-door knockers who are offering Bible studies, came to their house. Uh, They gave Bible studies and converted them when she was a teenager. Uh, Thus, I was born a Christian. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, And but that has its pros and its cons, as as we all know. Uh, But when I truly, actually did start giving my life to God and taking my relationship with Him seriously was uh, around the age of 14 when I first began um, doing door-to-door work myself wow Um, yeah so So
0: you were so your family brought to christ by a co-porter and then you became a co-porter yourself yes yes wow Uh, very uh, cycle of evangelism right there indebted to the work i love it that's awesome praise god man praise god how long have you been involved in in the co-porter work uh or ministry in general yeah yeah i've been
1: involved in coal portering specifically for about uh, this is going to be my fourth year Uh, i started when i was 15 uh, turning 19 this year Sweet. Yeah, I've been a, a part of this work for uh, four years, and ever since I started when I was young, uh, that's I, I, I never look back, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I always want to continue in the work, and not only that, but to always strive to be better and uh, how to further
0: the ministry of God and spreading the gospel. Amen, bro. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, one thing we kind of, you know, like to hear on, on this podcast, you know, is just and i i mentioned this in the intro is how we share stories that inspire mm. and practical tips to help people have victory over mm. sexual temptation mm. so what what is your story of victory if stories, i can ask
1: of course uh well for me like i said when i first gave my life to god it was at the age of 14 but let's go ahead and uh, dive through that that whole decision primarily uh-huh. um, number it. one thing i struggled with as most men come to agreement in is uh, temptation of lust Mm. Um, yep i feel you yeah i i experienced it uh ever since a young age and um specifically i think the thing that affected me the most was my um, bringing up Mm. uh, one of my first memories was actually my mom crying and me asking hey when is my dad going to come home and her saying he's not coming home so growing up with that background of having a broken, coming from a broken home, not seeing what true love actually is, not seeing what um, true the true meaning of and beauty which God had and planned for us about uh, things like sex, things like a, a marriage in Him, I was never born. I was never born with those principles in mind. So really, Satan took that to his advantage and had me at such an early age. Um, hmm. I first started. Uh, masturbating at when I was actually in elementary school mm. um I was incaptivated by this sin took it a step further in middle school hooked onto pornography by the age of 12 and it only got worse and worse and worse and I remember getting to the point where I was like I I don't want anything to do with this it's it's incaptivating my whole life I would I would stay up watching this as if it were TV. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that was just, so it was a daily routine. And I do believe uh, God was just telling me, you know, I need to give this up. I was born and raised Christian, not having a dad, but never never knowing the father who would never leave me. Mm. So when I felt God calling, although it was something, although it was already a habit of mine, I knew I had to give it up. And the one way I came to that was getting Bible studies from my now brother-in-law, Samuel Bonilla.
0: Wow, powerful. Yeah,
1: and how to overcome this temptation. And um, one thing he gave me, which is what we're going to be discussing today, is claiming the promises of God to overcome lust
0: promises of god
1: That's and powerful. that's ultimately how i gained the victory of something that i've been struggling with such a,
0: from such a young age claiming the promises of god wow that's powerful beautiful andre beautiful i love i love this topic specifically because i found in my life and something i've realized is that there is literally nothing nothing in this world more powerful than the word of god mm. nothing you read the bible it was the Word of God that healed disease, that cast out demons, right. the Word of God that did powerful miracles, and it's the word, same Word of God that changes lives today. And so you're right, what, what we thought we could talk about today is the power of the promises of God and the role that plays in victory. One thing I was wondering, and I was thinking about, what do you think, why, why are the promises of God, specifically in the Bible, why are the scriptures, why is Word of God so powerful? Why is that we know it is so Mm -hmm. why why -hmm. is the promises of God so powerful Well, I believe the promises of God are so powerful Is uh,
1: because number one the promises we see in the Bible are not Mm -hmm. just thoughts from man But they are the word of God Mm -hmm. God inspired these men to write down these words and you look at it In the time of Moses the time of Abraham when they didn't have the Word of God in in paper form they actually heard the Word of God talking directly to him Mm. so I believe it's the same thing for us we hear God we have God's Word but in paper form and we actually have an advantage we actually have more than just what he told to Abraham but we have what he told to Moses what he told to David what he told to the Israelites so uh the number one reason why I think the promises of God are are so powerful is because he gave them to us for a specific reason, uh knowing mm-hmm. that they would be uh, a thing to run to in the time of need
0: no that's awesome that's a that's a good point there that we it almost puts us at an advantage over let's say Abraham mm-hmm. because we have not only what God told Abraham but like you said Moses and David mm-hmm. and we have. Or even an advantage over the disciples exactly the disciples have the old testament we have the old and the new Testament. exactly so that that's that's a powerful something we'll think about often we actually have an advantage Mm -hmm. because we have all the word and and think about it abraham actually didn't have the bible it's true he had it all like he just remembered what god had told him Mm -hmm. we i mean we forget as humans so easily but it's okay we can go back to this leather bound book mm-hmm. and actually read it. Exactly. So that's, that's a powerful thought. I like it. I really like that. <clears throat> One thing I was thinking about as well as you were talking is why, you know, can I relate where like growing up Christian, growing up Adventist, and mm-hmm. and and I've been in the co porter work myself as well for um, like, you know, canvassing and stuff for going on four years now, I think as well. Mm-hmm. And I go to be gra- graduating from Bible college soon and, and been in ministry and stuff. Bible worked and whatnot. And just like, I know the word of God is powerful, but I find myself not like when I'm tempted. Mm-hmm. I know the word of God is there, but it's like, I don't open it. Don't really. Why do you think we, even though we know it's powerful, we know it has, that's where the strength comes from. Why do we not run to it? Why? do we not claim those promises? Mm, mm -hmm. Why do you think?
1: Uh, Well, for me, I believe uh, just because of how sin has truly uh, debased our our principles and and our tactics and how to go uh, in combating sin itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So whenever we do get tempted or or, uh, tempted to sin or tempted to do the thing which you told God you would never do again. reason why We struggle with going to the promises of God is because number one our hearts Already have. is it says in the it says in the Bible that our heart is deceitful above all things wicked who can know it So originally we're born with this sinful nature, which it doesn't want to go against What it wants to do what it Mm -hmm. wants to when it wants to follow the things of lust Originally, uh, we don't want to go against it. We want to follow through it. So that's why it's so hard for us to go against it, really. We're born with a sinful nature. Uh, we we're born with this heart which wants to go back to lust. Um, as Proverbs says, uh, as a fool uh, is like a dog who returns to his vomit. Uh, we have. That's why I believe it is so hard for us to run to the promises directly because uh, that's something that needs to be cultivated. Uh, we're not programmed like that. Mm-hmm. We need to develop that habit. We need to uh, really, uh, instead of crawling away from temptation, run away from temptation.
0: Mm, mm, I like that. So it's really just about the fact that we need a change of heart. Mm. We need a change of heart. I like it. So, how how do you how do we practically claim those promises? Mm, how question. do we claim? How does that look practically? Good I wake question. up in the morning. I'm tempted. I just wake up. I roll over. I see my phone, and those thoughts and temptations come. Bam. Look this up. Do this. Whatever Mm -hmm. you know, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. We've all been in that situation. How do you practically claim the Bible promises?
1: Well, me personally, I think number one, making the promises and the Word
0: of God really your priority.
1: Um, Whenever you, uh, for example, like when you wake up, the first thing that's in your mind is going to carry on throughout the day. So number one for me, something that's helped me to uh, claim really. Practically claim the promises of God mm-hmm. is to read them whenever I wake up in the morning. Uh, my t- I spend my time with God, but I actually, number one, believe uh, also believe in those promises. Because we can read these promises all we want, but if we don't believe that God will do what he say, then they're just words in our mind. Uh, so practically claiming the promises of God comes to, taking, to take him, taking him at his word, which ultimately is the definition of faith, taking him at his word that God will give you a new heart. Although you do have a heart which is born with a sinful nature, uh, claiming the promises in Jeremiah that he will give you a new heart, he will give you new desires and cravings. Um, so uh, that's, for me, something I've practiced in Practically, prom- uh, using these promises of God to help me overcome temptation to not just have them as words in my mind but to actually believe in them that God will help me overcome the thing in which I struggle with. And mm. also, another thing that has helped me is claiming them in prayer. Um, mm. I, do, uh, you I look- like that point. Yeah. I've been hearing about that mm-hmm. recently. I mean, uh, for example, for me... Uh, what I've been reading in devotions is the life of Moses. Okay. And when the Israelites sinned, when they went back, when they went back to their idolatrous ways, mm-hmm. God says, I'm going to destroy them. But Moses pleads for their lives. And the number, the, one, the, what he does, which makes it so powerful, is he, ta- he quotes the word of God in his prayer. He said, God, you, aren't you the, you're the one who delivered them for the Israelites. You promised Abraham that to make them a, a great nation. So God used his word in his prayer, which, which, made, which made God said, you know what, you're right. I won't destroy these Israelites.
0: Wow, that's powerful.
1: So really um, claiming, the, claiming his word and saying, hey, God, you promised me this, so give me that.
0: Wow, it's almost like as if through, through the claiming something that God has promised in his word, we can control the hand of God. Exactly that's that that that's a crazy thought not not that god wouldn't already do what he's promised but it's like when we claim it and believe it it it'll happen it's like mm-hmm. it's all it's almost as if like it won't happen unless we do claim it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know exactly so that's that's a powerful thought it's something that <clears throat> i'm I str- i still struggle with myself to be honest making I the agree. word of god a priority mm. you know i wake up and and it's like my bible's on one side of my pillow and my phone's right on the other mm-hmm. and it's so easy i oh, i got to check the time you know i look at my phone <laughs> and i see 12 instagram messages and and something from snapchat and mm-hmm. it's a couple texts and all these things it's like ooh you know the mm-hmm. world needs me exactly let's reply let's no. see what's going on yeah. and and it's like it's just for a couple minutes and sometimes it's you know Oftentimes, it I'll 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 do that and it'll turn into a long, lengthy mm, mm-hmm. Instagram binge, and then before you know it, like I don't even want to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and I believe this is more often than not, we'll do that and it's nothing. It's as if we just we do that, we look at Instagram, whatever, and then we go and we can go do our devotions. Mm-hmm. The reason why I think that that is so deadly is because it's doing that when when those situations happen, then the next time we're like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. And then eventually we will get to the point where that's our number one priority yeah, um, over the Word of God. Yeah, that's you know? something
1: that like, I'm not perfect at as well. You know, That's something I still struggle with and mm-hmm. making the Word of God a priority. Uh, something I'll never forget, I was actually talking to uh, one of my close friends, and um, we were talking about the, st- the topic of making the God's Word a priority and having devotions. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing that, you know what, well, both of us, we love basketball. So we were saying, you know, when I wake up the, in, in the morning, sometimes I watch a, a video about basketball and then mm-hmm. my mind is just focused on that. Even if I try to open up the word of God, my mind is focused on what I was just watching when mm. I first woke up, when I first woke up. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, so the, w- no, what you make a priority, when mm-hmm. you even try to open up the word of God, it's still going to distract you and you will come to the point where, you know, what? I actually don't even want to open up my Bible. I'm too busy. um." Mm-hmm. We fall into that category as students, when you have a bunch of homework, or as uh, when you have your dream job, or when you're just trying to get by, you know, uh, with yep. work. You know, if God, if Satan cannot get you under his his um,
0: to fall in temptations, he'll make you busy. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. If he can't get you to fall into his temptations, he'll keep you busy. So why don't we, I for the remainder of our time, we have a couple minutes left, I thought we could actually practically apply what we're talking about mm-hmm. and actually <clears throat> share some bible promises that have meant the most to us so maybe you could share some i'll share some mm-hmm. um and then we could you know share a couple each what they how they've impacted us yeah um maybe a, a quote or two from the spirit of prophecy mm-hmm. something like that just to make it practical yeah. so i thought i i could start off just to kind of start get us going this is one um that I think it is when I think about it, it's almost cliche in my mind because I've claimed it so much. Mm-hmm. But it's so powerful. That's Isaiah twenty six verse three. Amen. Isaiah twenty six mm-hmm. verse three, and it says, "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee." Mm-hmm. And I just like that one a lot because it's 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 a three it's a three point promise basically where it says. It's a promise where he says that wilt will keep him in perfect peace. It's a promise. God will keep us in peace. No matter what our situation is, no matter what we're struggling with, no matter how many times we've fallen, he will keep us in perfect peace. But it's a conditional promise. It says, whose mind is stayed mm-hmm. on thee. The key to having peace with God is keeping our mind stayed on him. And the beautiful thing is, and the reason why, is because when your mind is stayed on him, it's because you trust him. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the way to having peace is trusting God and then keeping your mind on Him. Mm. So that's one I thought I'd like to share. That's one that's meant a lot to me. I've claimed many times Isaiah twenty-six yes, verse three. You know, uh,
1: yeah, it's something I always claim um, whenever I'm I notice my mind isn't even on Him or when I don't have peace, <clears throat> uh, when I'm stressed, and I'm like, I always, I always think to myself, wait, what am I focused on right now? Where is my mind at right now? Mm-hmm. And that's a very, uh, that's a very precious promise to claim, um, but. One that I want, I love to claim, especially when it comes to lust, is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse First, 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. This actually is my favorite promise in the Bible. Um, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Man, that's powerful. The first thing that stands out to me is no temptation has overtaken you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So literally every temptation you get in your life, God measures it, God size it, He weighs it and says, you know what? My servant can handle that. He can overcome that and the second part says such as is common to man those sins in which you're talking that the, the verse is talking about actually is described four verses prior to that um in talking about the israelites in the wilderness uh it talks about them falling in
0: sexual immor- immor- immorality in verse eight wow so those this, th- this so this verse is or this promise is actually specifically designed to help you with sexual temptation. Yes, exactly. Wow. I actually never knew that until right so, now.
1: Yeah. So that's why it's such a powerful verse to claim um, because it's it's talking about except such as common to man. Let's think about it. What's common to man? Sexual morality. Immorality. E- immorality. Yeah. Me, sexual
0: immorality. Yep. I feel you, bro. Wow. So, so that's that why beautiful. it's such a
1: powerful verse to claim, especially when it comes to lust. Um, this was actually the first Bible verse I, I memorized to combat my issues with lust. Mm. and um, that's that's one yeah. of my favorite bible and then, and then the last
0: part who got it but god is faithful mm. it says that but god is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it there's always a way of escape there is specifically always a way designed by god mm. beautiful i love it absolutely yeah. love it i think that's I didn't actually know the context of it so mm-hmm. that's what makes that so much more powerful yeah that is so beautiful Cause I've claimed that one myself but knowing it actually is a, it actually is specifically designed for that and something beautiful. to make it
1: even more powerful uh, sorry if I may yeah yeah
0: is in verse 11
1: it says now all these things happened to them to them referring to the Israelites in the wilderness as examples and they were written for our admonition admona- mm-hmm. upon whom the end of ages have come mm. And if you think about it, we're living in the end of ages. So Mm. it says these were examples for us in
0: our time, our day and age. Wow. So it's a promise designed not just to combat sexual temptation, but specifically to help us in this day and age combat sexual yes. temptation. Yes. That's like a promise, custom design. I've got obviously the word of God is for everyone, but this one's specifically custom designed and made specifically for you and I yes. and all of us today mm. in 2018. Wow. I love it. Thank you for sharing that one. One that came to my and one other one that I that came to mind that I was thinking of, James James, the book of James chapter 1 verse 12. This was one of the very first ones I ever memorized and claimed. I was reading through the book of James when I was younger, uh, when I was first coming to God. And I was like, man, this book is cool. In James 1, verse 12, I memorized it where it says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he has tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. If you look at the Mm. word blessed, that word blessed literally means happy. Mm. So you could read it in this way. Happy is the man that endures temptation. It's something I think about and claim when I'm in the moment of temptation, temptation, sin, l- clicking that image, masturbating, thinking a lustful thought, or even just eating that that junk food that you know you shouldn't, or binge watching YouTube or mm-hmm. Netflix, or going and buying that next thing, piece of clothing thing that you don't need, or mm. talking to that person you know you shouldn't. Whatever it is in that moment of temptation, sin always looks so good mm. it literally does it appeals to you physically mentally emotionally it appeals to you our senses we long for it, it looks so good that's true but this verse this promise here says happy is the man that endureth temptation mm. and so i claim it lord i know this temptation looks so good but you say in james chapter 1 verse 12 that i will be happier if i endure it mm. And the time, and I, 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 I can speak from from experience. There is nothing sweeter. And I'm sure you can too. There is nothing sweeter than having victory over sin. That is so that true. That feeling when you can wait when you wake up in the morning, and you can and and you just when you like first wake up, when your first thought <laughs> is like, wow, I had victory over that temptation last mm. night. Oh, there's nothing sweeter. I nothing, agree. Because it's like think about it. like, I'll be tempted to like something, not that any sin is minor, of less severity than the other, but think like you know, just like you know, I, man, I I shouldn't eat that pizza, and then I eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. The next morning, like did it, did it taste good? <coughs> of course, yes, the pizza tasted good, but afterwards, <laughs> like you just feel terrible, mm-hmm. you know, you or you overeat, like you just feel terrible. You feel your mind is groggy, and you are just like I mm-hmm. shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Having victory over sin feels equally as good, and there's no after effect. Exactly. The after effect is peace with God. Mm. You know, and so yeah. this is, I just love that verse, yeah. and and not only that, if when you do enjoy it, there's a reward, Amen. the crown of life. Amen. You can that you that remember. promise that you can see Jesus in heaven yeah. someday. Yeah. So I I love those those promises. Those yeah, are ones wonder. that meant a lot to me. Hey man, as well. and
1: something to comment on that verse yeah, yeah. is, uh, as you were saying, you know, once you do fall into that temptation, you it may it may feel good temporarily. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right after that is immediate regret. Uh, one of my favorite authors says that right after the right after doing the things of secret vice by that, she mean the person is referring to masturbation. Mm-hmm. You are followed with the immediate regret. Which is so you experience just mm. right when you do it. Why'd I do that? Mm-hmm. Why'd I go against the precepts and laws in which God has in place for me?
0: Yep, I can vouch from personal experience. Mm.
1: Me too, me too, yep. brother.
0: I love it. Powerful stuff, man. Thank you so much for sharing. You know sharing your story sharing some promises the word of god is powerful amen i mean it really is there's so much stuff in there we can share we could go on forever i actually i i, I love this this episode specifically it's been refreshing to me just <laughs> be able to hear these promises again and you know, i feel more at peace now than i did at the beginning amen. i don't know about you so thank you so much too. bro for joining it's been a blessing um yeah thank you so much man
1: of course man thank you so much for having me
0: of course bro anytime Hey, guys. Were you blessed today? Were you encouraged? Were you inspired to keep fighting? Well, then guess what? You can leave a comment. You can even subscribe. You can rate. And more importantly, you can share this blessing with the people around you. Thank you guys so much. If you are in the Valley of Temptation today, right now, don't forget to keep placing one foot in front of the other one day at a time. Keep fighting, friends, and keep talking victory.